0: I was relatively fit, I walked every day, I was swimming, I had no high blood pressure, no cholesterol problems, I didn't smoke or anything like that. So the thought of having a stroke in my 40s or stroke at all never really occurred to me. I never placed myself in that, you know, at at risk one morning i woke up and i was slurring my words and stumbling into the walls as if i was you know drunk or something like that and my wife first thought that i was joking around and then um she realized something was wrong and I, I couldn't move the side of my face my balance was off and my wife is a, a physiotherapist so she could see that things were wrong so she called 111 they asked her some questions and she answered them and they said no we're sending an ambulance straight away it's the most debilitating thing that i've ever experienced in my life and three years after my stroke my fatigue is still as strong as it ever was it's like someone's thrown you against a brick wall and you you just can't move you're on the ground and imagine you're in a, in a boxing match and you fall down on the ground and you're being pummeled and you can't get up so i i still feel the pummeling with my fatigue it's there's like a buzzing which I call my brain's buzzing and almost like my whole body shuts down and, you know, I can't move off the bed. You know, my eight-year-old daughter asked me the other day if the stroke will ever go away and it's just pacing oneself and not able to do much. And If you do one activity in a day or if we know that we're seeing friends tomorrow night, for example. On Saturday night, we, we went out with friends, you know, for the first time post-lockdown and. Basically, I had to spend most of my of the Saturday just in bed doing nothing because otherwise I wouldn't have had any energy to go out that evening.
1: Hello, I'm Mark Goodyear. Welcome to Stroke Stories, the podcast that hears from stroke survivors. Fatigue is a common after effect of a stroke and signs of fatigue vary between individuals. But you may feel like you lack energy or strength or are just constantly tired. You might need to rest more than normal or want to sleep during the day. Fatigue can get better over time, but you can also help to improve your recovery by getting support and trying techniques for managing fatigue. In this episode, we hear from Bevan Frank from Hertfordshire, England. Bevan suffered a stroke at the age
0: of 44. Before my stroke, life was very busy. I was working as an editorial and engagement manager. At a global software company. I'm also an author, and I'd written a thriller novel, The Mind of God, before my stroke. So life was very busy. I'm a parent, you know, a father of three kids. As other parents know, that's busy even when one doesn't throw in anything else into the equation. So yeah, life was busy before the stroke. Everyone's work has comes with its own stresses. So life was quite stressful, you know, work demands and Just life demands. I had a good balance. The stroke was quite a shock. It was out of the blue. I was relatively fit. I walked every day. I was swimming. I had no high blood pressure, no cholesterol problems. I didn't smoke or anything like that. So the thought of having a stroke in my 40s or stroke at all never really occurred to me. I never placed myself in that, you know, at at risk. And then one morning, I woke up and I was slurring my words and stumbling into the walls as if I was, you know, drunk or something like that. And my wife first thought that I was joking around. And then um, she realized something was wrong. And I, I couldn't move the side of my face. My balance was off. And my wife is a, a physiotherapist. So she could see that things were wrong. So she called 111. They asked her some questions and she answered them and they said, no we were sending an ambulance straight away. And that was it. The ambulance arrived and, you know, flashing blue lights and off to Watford General Hospital. I'd had the stroke during the night. That was the start of the new post-stroke era for me. I've suffered from migraines in my whole life, but there was no build-up to this or anything like that. Never my wildest dreams that I think that I would have a stroke. I've got no history of stroke in my family or anything like that. So It just shows you, I mean, uh, it can strike anyone at any time, um, no matter what circumstances. They didn't have to operate. I was in hospital just for a few days and it was coming up to the weekend and I I really didn't want to stay there for the weekend as well. They needed to give out the beds to other people as well. And my wife being a physiotherapist, I was able to get discharged then before that weekend to shorten the stay a bit. And then obviously I had the the teams of physiotherapists coming to the house and occupational therapists and neuropsychologists. And, you know, that was for the next few months after the stroke, you know, sometimes there was be two physios coming at the same time and the recovery process began. I mean, my, the movement, my face and all that, that cleared up pretty quickly. It was just came down to my balance taking a lot of time. I mean, I remember I couldn't even walk down the driveway without assistance. And I mean, Our driveway is very small, you can just fit one car in it. (laughs) You know, slowly over the weeks it was down to the driveway, then it was down to the road, then it was eventually around the corner. And physically I would say I'm okay now. My life is governed by stroke fatigue and I still haven't gone back to work yet and I'm still kind of, I would say, in the thick of everything recovering. Bevan continues to cope with extreme tiredness. I firstly think fatigue is actually the wrong word for it because fatigue is for, I think, regular people who are maybe overtired. So I don't think there's a word for this really, but it's the most debilitating thing that I've ever experienced in my life. And three years after my stroke, my fatigue is still as strong as it ever was. It's like someone's thrown you against a brick wall and you, you just can't move. You're on the ground and imagine you're in a in a boxing match and you fall down on the ground and you're being pummeled and you can't get up. So I I still feel the pummeling with my fatigue. It's there's like a buzzing, which I call my brain's buzzing and almost like my whole body shuts down and, you know, I can't move off the bed. It's so overpowering. And it's since my stroke, I've realized that the most precious thing in one's life, obviously health, but energy is a vital component because without energy, you just can't do anything. And, you know, working with the OTs over the years and everything like that, I've uh, the whole strategy is to try and manage the fatigue. And if I overdo it, I mean like if I'm on the computer for more than an hour or something like that, the fatigue can strike and sometimes it can have a snowball effect for the next sort of two, three days where you're just knocked out. I have such limitations in my my daily life. Being on a computer screen, I mean being a writer. That was like my thing to be on a computer and since the stroke i've had to i mean in the beginning i couldn't even type a paragraph on the computer and i remember the doctor saying to me well chunk it down you know do a sentence today a sentence tomorrow a sentence the next day and so i've built it up and now i mean if i spend an hour on the computer in the morning and an hour on the computer in the afternoon or evening and i look back on the day and i spent two hours on the computer that's like wow that's brilliant you know that's a that's a good day and then the the trap is then I start comparing myself to before my stroke where I you know was able to be on the computer the whole time and writing articles and 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 being creative and I always have to remind myself that it's a different Bevan now it's post-stroke Bevan and the danger is to compare yourself to before the stroke because it's a you have to acknowledge it's it's a different world after the stroke and it's about fitting into that world and, and counting the victories in that world. So I get to the end of the week and if I look back and I've I've walked the dog a few times and if I've been on the computer for, you know, a few hours, that's a brilliant week. And that's the unfortunate thing, the fatigue is just, you know. I think I've got up to reading eight pages or nine pages of a book in a day. That's all I can read. Not that I've been reading for the last few months because I find I'd rather be spending that time on the computer or, you know, trying to build up my blog website, which, you know, is also a very slow process. You know, just things that people take for granted. I, I can't even watch a full sports match. You know, I, I enjoyed rugby and um, I enjoy football. And for example, it's it's, it's the Euro 2020 semifinal final tonight and England are in it. And, you know, my goal is to pace myself for the rest of the day and not do much so I can watch the last half hour of the match tonight. It's those sort of little things also being a father and, and, you know, my kids see me lying down a lot and, you know, my eight year old daughter asked me the other day, if the stroke will ever go away and it's just pacing oneself and not able to do much. And if you do one activity in a day, Or if we know that we're seeing friends tomorrow night, for example. On Saturday night, we we went out with friends, you know, the first time post-lockdown. And basically, I had to spend most of of the Saturday just in bed doing nothing because otherwise I wouldn't have had any energy to go out that evening. Bevan has been unable
1: to return to work.
0: There's always that hope of going back. The reality is at the moment, I wouldn't be able to go back to my full-time job. It's still waiting for me. I guess it will come down to what I can do in terms of deadlines and in terms of the real world of deadlines and fast pace, I'm 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 not able to do that at the moment. I do plan besides that as well to to write more books in the future. I started a website, frankgazette.com, where I'm trying to put some content up every now and again and there's some other writers have put content up as well just to add to it. But I wrote an article earlier this year, it took me about four and a half months to write about how golf is helping stroke survivors so i was quite proud of that article obviously it, it took me very long but again I, sh- I can't compare myself to the old me that article you know i published on the website and got good feedback about it so that was like a good achievement for me um count kind of my blessings that i can write and that i am moving in the right direction again things move really slowly in stroke recovery world but the main thing is i guess that i am moving forward and not standing still I have all these goals in my mind for the future and, you know, for what I'm going to do this week. And then the week goes by and (laughs) I've landed up not doing very much. But um, I suppose at least my mind is very active and the goals are there. My mind is still very busy often. And I find myself awake, you know, late at night, wake up in the early hours of the morning at three o'clock in the morning and often just can't go back to sleep. And my brain is still very active on the inside. I'm classified as hidden disabled, and it's just a, a bizarre concept that you, you know, someone will bump into me in the street and they go, Bevan, you're looking great, how are you doing? And, you know, on the outside, I'm, I'm looking fine. You wouldn't think now that I've had a stroke, but on the inside, it's a completely different story. And the reality is that though, no matter how many like friends and family, you know, most people don't understand really what a, the depth and severity of the fatigue is and how it can be so crushing. Coming up, Bevan talks about the ongoing impact of fatigue. That extra bit of energy to go out to the shops or for dinner, you'll be going into your reserve battery. So for a lot of stroke survivors and people who have fatigue, when they wake up in the morning, their starting point is reserve. It's about charging the body and and the brain and that reserve battery will run out very quickly. So for me, the practical thing has been to actually do try and, and just switch off in between things and lie down and and recharge. And gives his advice for loved ones of stroke survivors. Stand by your family and and support them as best you can. Sometimes you might not understand certain things, what they're going through, but just, just be there for them and support them as best you can. Just go with it, take each day as it comes. Let's hear how the Stroke Association has supported Bevan. They were great. They they reached out for support after the stroke. The guy, Alan Kirby, who was with the Stroke Association then, and uh, he came to the house and they had lots of visits coming to the house. And, you know, they, they, were, they were very supportive. And um, it's great to have the Stroke Association around. I hope that all stroke survivors do make contact with them because my understanding was at the time that if I hadn't responded to the Stroke Association's initial messages, then... You go into a list where they're a lot of interest list. I'm glad that I you know pursued that because I do think they serve a great purpose and you know are a great help with their, their resources and guidance and everything to stroke survivors. So yeah, they, they, the Stroke Association, they've been great. There was some things by Headway, which is a, a brain injury charity. I went to some meetings there. As far as the stroke itself goes, I did a fatigue management course there were some other arranged meetings with stroke survivors, which I went to. Often it's ironic that a lot of the, the stuff I couldn't go to because of my fatigue, but I have been to some things. I find it was difficult for me to speak to other stroke survivors. I mean, it was good when we had those meetings, but I'm you know, i not involved in social media much and I deliberately haven't joined any stroke survivor groups just because I, I can't really handle seeing all those things too much about you know, the the suffering and and all that. My wife has joined quite a few groups. But for me, I understand it is helpful talking to other stroke survivors, but, you know, for my journey, it hasn't been a crucial part of my recovery. There's this battery analogy that if you compare, like, the human body to a battery, everyone, when they wake up, in, in generally, in the morning, like, theoretically, one wakes up with a full battery. You've had a, a night's sleep and you wake up with a full battery ready to face the day. And then as you go through the day, you know, the battery starts getting a bit weaker. It gets to low battery by the end of the day because you've had a busy day. And then say you, you, you've you still got the energy, you, you want to go out for dinner that night or, or, or go shopping or something after your busy day at work or doing what you do. That extra bit of energy to go out to the shops or for dinner, you'll be going into your reserve battery So for a lot of stroke survivors and people that have fatigue, when they wake up in the morning, their starting point is reserve. It's about charging the body and and the brain and those that reserve battery will run out very quickly. So for me, the practical thing has been to actually do try and and just switch off in between things and lie down and, and recharge. It's obviously better now than it was. That's the struggle of the fatigue. So that, Practical analogy has helped me just be more aware of everything and and try to pace myself a bit more. I mean, I think that's definitely something I've taken away from. And another practical thing, it's difficult at times, but I I do try and do it more and more often when I can, is to practice gratitude. I do believe in all that theory that gratitude goes a long way to establishing the right mindset and being able to have a more positive outlook. I think it's a good way to get into a good state of a good mental state. I also use, there's an app called White Noise, and I use that to listen to waves because I find it very peaceful and therapeutic for my brain. that has a big calming effect on me. But, you know, when the fatigue does strike, my whole body, I describe it to my wife as that I'm shaking inside all over, and then my brain is buzzing. It's like this fatigue just grips you. If I'm lying down and my eyes are closed and I've got the waves on, it has a, has a calming presence So if anybody's listening um, and they experience things like that, I recommend getting an app or something where they can hear something that calms them, the sound of a river or the sound of trees rustling in the wind or or waves or or whatever works for them.
1: Bevan thinks you should celebrate the small victories.
0: Try and be mindful and be grateful for your circumstances. No matter how bad our circumstances are, there's always something to find to be positive about or to be grateful about and to, to build up on that. Another important thing is to to count the small victories. It's easy to get overwhelmed in the recovery and, you know, this, this life-changing event that's happened to you and, you know, whatever emotions you're feeling about it, each victory is a blessing and each victory will build and lead to the next victory. And, you know, whether it's being able to walk down the passage or, you know, empty the dishwasher or make yourself a cup of tea or read a book or watch a, a movie or go out with the dog You've got to just count those victories and build on it because um, you're in a different world now and the small victories count. You've got to be mindful of them. And to any family members of stroke, survivors listening, stand by your family and, and support them as best you can. Sometimes you might not understand certain things what they're going through, but just just be there for them and support them as best you can. Just go with it, take each day as it comes. Bevan continues
1: to work every single day on managing his fatigue and thanks to the support of his wife Dana and his family, he's back writing and running his website, frankgazette.com. Coming up in the next episode of Stroke Stories. It started off on, on a Saturday morning. She woke up and said, look at Fergus, I can't feel it from my knee down. And I said, oh, look, at, it's probably the way you were lying down, I said, last night in the bed you know, just get up and kind of try and shake it off or have a bath or a shower. So that was the first symptoms that occurred on that Saturday morning. So we went over to Casualty over into Navin Hospital for them to have a look in the afternoon. The symptoms were still with Gillian. They discharged her later on that night and just said, look, it was probably a dropped foot. And, you know, that they would do probably a scan of her knee, maybe an MRI later on in the month or something. So they hadn't kind of presumed it themselves that it was stroke or stroke related. Thank you for subscribing to Stroke Stories. Please do rate and comment on the episodes you hear and like. That'll really help us spread the word. And if you are or you know of a stroke survivor and there's a story you can share, please do. Our DMs are open on Twitter and Instagram. The Stroke Stories podcast was produced by Aidan Judd. I'm Mark Goodyear. Thanks for listening.